0: In the age of Instagram and social sharing, brick-and-mortar businesses offer a unique advantage that even the biggest and best online platforms can't compete with. On Brick and Mortar Reborn, we talk with business owners and industry experts about what they're seeing work best for brick-and-mortar businesses who aren't just competing with their online counterparts, but thriving in spite of all the options that customers now have. We'll share exactly what you can do to set yourself up for success with an experience that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. And now our host, Bobby Maramat. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today we have a very special guest with us, Magdy Cappy. and hopefully I said that correct. I tried to practice it a few times here. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So before we get started, you know, uh, the Clothing Coach, uh, very interesting concept. Do you mind telling our, our listeners about, the, about your company and how you got, got us started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Clothing Coach, it's a full custom clothing line, tailoring service, and also an image coaching and consulting program that we offer. It's a program towards men, but we are expanding our services towards women as well, too. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Tell us about a, a typical client and, and, and what services that you provide. So I know it's a tailoring, but if I come in as a client, what can I expect?
1: Well, ultimately it kind of depends. You know, we have our, our full custom line is open to the public where we're happy to assist, whether it's your wedding day, uh, you know, you're looking for a new job, whatever it is, the situation or the occasion may be, we'd be happy to service and, and assist. But we really have a special, unique uh, custom tailor program where really our model customized to your goals, right? Where you would come in, I would really understand more so a lot more about you so I can help you develop your personal style and what it is that your goals in professionally and personally. So really we kind of tie in much more about nonverbal communication, what the clothing represents, what it means. And really we help clients make a statement without saying a single word.
0: It looks like you started the company in 2016. So as you started the company you had a bunch of successes, kind of dating back to you know when when you started in sales at nineteen. Tell us about that trajectory. You know, when you started at nineteen. That flow. What made you want to actually start a business? Well,
1: it was really because I I, I more so accurately started at eight years old. because you know, my uh, my father. Okay, there you go. Yeah, my father had a clothing company uh, that launched from in San Francisco, so just a suburb by your San Bruno, California. My father started a clothing company in nineteen ninety five. And I was really basically raised amongst suits, you know, and I saw my first suit when I was 12 years old uh, on the sales floor. Wasn't supposed to, of course, but, you know, I was eager, <laughs> I was eager to get going and, and the facial hair was coming in early for me. So <laughs> I went ahead and, you know, that's really where my passion started. It comes from my father and actually my mother's father. So my grandfather was was a master tailor and a pioneer in Egyptian uh, cotton and business uh, in his day as well, too. So really, for me, I was always inspired by my family background and history. Unfortunately, that business uh, closed when I was about 18, 19 years old. And at that remaining inventory, I ultimately took nationwide and was selling uh, myself. That was the first experience where I had selling suits out the trunk of my car and was definitely uh, committed to that passion and then had an opportunity to start with a nationwide big box retailer, worked my way up, became a general manager by 21 took over a store that was about 600k in volume, a comp store that was existing for six years. So to turn that into a $1.2 million store by the next year was really unheard of in the company. And it really helped cement my status, you know, despite my age at the company and continued to to grow. Then took my talents, was recruited to another nationwide big box retailer as well too, and became a district trainer as well too, kind of just helping yeah, so uh, ultimately, in in 2016, and having that background and experience is what really, you know, cemented my desire to launch my own company to be independent and offer my service for uh, an increase in longevity of what it is that I do. Because I didn't want to translate my services or move it to something else. I'm, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do, and the clothing coach, you know, seemed like the perfect launching pad to be able to continue that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. You started in 2016. Looks like you opened up your. Brick and mortar location in downtown SF in 2018. Is that, is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. What, uh, what have you seen since you've been, uh, since you opened up your brick and mortar location? I know last year we've gone through COVID, but you know, prior to COVID, when you first started the company in 2018 through the beginning of 2020, what did you see in the store? You know, what, what growth did you see? What sort of clients did you see come in?
1: Well, in general, it's been a very, very interesting time, certainly to, to do business, um, just in the last two years, which now actually we opened November 3rd, uh, in 2018. So we just celebrated our two year anniversary here and oh, awesome. Congrats. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. You know, we're honored to still be in business right now to just be able to survive, still maintain and still be here, which is why I was flattered to, you know, receive this resilience award because it's definitely, um, uh, you know, sums up uh, perfectly what it is to, to be in business right now is you definitely have to be resilient and certainly. Retail in general has been trending towards online. One of my mentors likes to say, "We well, you know we went from brick and mortar to click and order," and that's that's pretty <laughs> much the society that we live in now. And so, I've been coming to to Union Square for many years. Before I opened up my location, I was offering a lot of personal shopping services, and been very familiar with the area. Grew up around here, and so I've seen the changes over the years. And even in 2018, there was a significant decline. And foot traffic significant decline in boutiques and store. I and mean, stores here are are closing more than they're faster than they're opening. Certainly, so for me to really utilize more so my my history, my personal network, and just really trying to communicate a story. And I've just really banked on. It takes a lot of faith to to, to do what I do because certainly everybody, including those closest to me, told me this was a terrible idea based on that trend. You know, so. That's why it's important to to really be uh, passionate, you know, about what you do, because without the passion, I probably wouldn't have uh, made it through these times or found a way.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very big deal, especially uh, to start a business, but start a business in downtown uh, San Francisco, knowing how expensive things are. And, you know, again, to your point, like foot traffic ha- has gone down over the years. I'm actually thinking uh, in my mind, I'm, I'm curious to see what you think here, but I'm thinking, you know, after we get through these kind of COVID days and then hopefully it's near the end, I don't know, nobody knows, I think, and people start to get back in into kind of the real, into the normal world, uh, whatever that looks like, I think we're going to start to see a surge in, uh, you know, traffic coming into locations. I think we're going to see a surge in foot traffic and people wanting to get it back out there because they've been so constrained. And I know to your point, like, you know, click to order is kind of uh, how people have been thinking about things. But I'll tell you, from personal experience, I won't buy clothing, you know, online. Like, I want to come in. I want to try. I want to feel it. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people fall in that camp of wanting to be in location, meet with people, see the stuff, uh, even though they're going to probably percentage of sales are going to go to click and order after after this new normal, right? I'm curious to see. What are your thoughts?
1: Absolutely. But I, I would say for me, the real demise of retail in general is not just the so-called convenience of shopping online. As you yourself said, you're not a fan. Over 60% of clothing uh, first-time purchase made online is you know, returned or exchanged. So the real shift is partly due to the death of the clothier, at least in my industry, because you go back 20, 30 years, you could step into a department store and they were staffed with real professionals that understood what clothing communicates, the role it plays in your life, and how it can help you achieve your goals. So it was really the death of that career that is really uh, what I see myself is what's provided me a, a lane to operate in, and I do see that that's going to increase. I see so much that it's going to basically be in time where you're going to have these advertising campaigns of expert brands are going to tell you, hey, you know what? Instead of shopping online, meet us at this location. We're going to have it with somebody there who knows everything about the brand, and it'll be celebrated as a new concept. When Yet again, just like grass-fed beef, a lot of our new concepts are just, you know, recycled ideas and now people are becoming aware and that has an impact
0: what's changed since um, Maggie with since we went into into COVID, has anything changed in your business and and if so what what did you see as kind of the changes that happened
1: well absolutely i mean and for myself as well too i do have our fabrics predominantly come from italy Uh, we have a line that's made in italy made here locally in san francisco and another line that's made in shanghai so the other two facilities that we deal with were impacted by the virus significantly earlier so we felt the impact you know right away between uh, cancellations deadlines i was unable to meet you know i remember literally a client canceling that day unfortunately because of a family obligation and me walking to my car hearing that there's going to be a shutdown announced and realizing that i'm not going to be able to schedule that appointment that badly needed appointment soon so really uh, it's been a huge impact in many ways, you know, and not to mention the, the area, the boarding up of the area. I mean, there were days where you look and you would just think it's the apocalypse or <laughs> it's over. So to maintain a resilience or the, the, the mental attitude to see a way through that time, I could see it's been a big part of why so many small businesses in particular have had to close because you just step outside and it's, it's really challenging to see a way. But, you know, I myself, I don't know if it's because I'm younger in business or what it is, but I, I like to maintain my hope and optimism. And I, I do believe that things will bounce back, They'll bounce back in a big way. And I hope to be a part of that bounce back, especially here in downtown San Francisco.
0: I think given your attitude, you're definitely going to be a part of that bounce back for sure. Talk us through a little bit about how you kept uh, kept going. Like what I know you said, you know, you, you have that you have that positive mind frame, which makes a big difference. But
1: what, what kept you going? Truly, that's what it, the passion in the mind. I always like to say, you know, it's not the fashion, it's the passion, because at the end of the day, it's not just the clothing. I understand I'm not really selling threads and clothing. I'm selling another opportunity. I'm selling someone's next job. Someone meeting their spouse, someone making a good impression for their in laws you know what we do is is uh, despite it the industry being devalued in general when you have a, a a real passion for what you do, I feel like you ultimately find a way and I just had to it was certainly challenging i'm not going to act like it was it was easy it's still challenging for us to maintain, but I just feel like when you do maintain or, or try to maintain a, a positive feeling, it'll inspire more positive thoughts and ultimately, you know we were one of the first to start making face masks i, I quickly was able to gather supplies before other places sold out because I saw the trend. And I was making them at a time when people were calling us, uh, very, I'm a damn near scammers, talking about, oh, we don't know if the masks are <laughs> effective or not. And, you know. And then lo, lo and behold, look at everyone uh, now. I mean, it's just some of the comments on my social media where people acting as if I was trying to take advantage when we were just trying to survive. So the most important thing is to, to realize that we also pr- you know, provide an educational. I mean, the CDC itself recommends no synthetic fabrics. And from my experience, you know, I can spot a polyester mask from a Mile away, and that they're certainly saturated because of the price point. So you know we're able to educate at least our clients and let them know the values and benefits of having cotton masks. Something that's that's rewashable, quality fiber like silk that's uh, breathable especially if you're going to be speaking in public, going out. So really just finding clever ways. We contacted some clients about helping them with their dry cleaning, making sure their clothing and wardrobe as well, uh, you know, sanitized and maintained as well too. So just finding clever ways in any which way and service that we can provide is really what we had to do. So.
0: That's great. That's great. What what have your, what have your clients said during this time? Have they helped? Uh, have they been involved in your business at all? Or, or?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's definitely people out there that, give me even more hope because you know they're passionate about small business. They understand the importance of spending their dollars with me or uh, you know, uh, shopping w- uh, with me, especially if there is a need. I know a lot of my clients understood that they could have also went and gotten an inexpensive, low-quality mask, but they went ahead and paid us a little bit of a higher price point because they understand we use better quality materials. It's made by Master Tailors, made for durability and longevity. So there are folks out there that do value that and i think our part or our role in our industry is to bring out that educational piece because i see a strong correlation to the food industry for example when folks started realizing the importance of having better quality ingredients the impact on your body what it's doing to our environment what it does to society it directly impacts people's wants and needs and that impacts what's the selection in the store so we just really need a, a similar revival in clothing and I, I do believe it's coming
0: yeah no, makes sense makes sense What's, what's next for you, Magdi? Like, what are you thinking as far as, you know, of course, we're all working to get out of this pandemic, but what's your goal for The, for the Clothing Coach?
1: The Clothing Coach, really, it's, it's to really save, save the world one gentleman at a time. You know, I really believe <laughs> that, uh, you know, our, our presentation has a lot to do in, in our day-to-day life. We understand the impacts of, of that. Anybody that ever debates it, you just mentioned first dates, first impressions, job interviews, uh, going to a wedding, immediately your first thought is, what am I going to wear? You know, and it plays such a large, uh, large role in our life. So really the clothing coach is here to to help demonstrate and elevate the sophistication and the presentation of gentlemen worldwide, but starting here in San Francisco, because a lot of folks have told us that, you know, we should be in Tokyo, New York, London, but this is really where we're needed. We're, San Francisco is one of the most trendsetting places in the world, but definitely not when it comes to clothing. That's, that's not what we're known here for. And so... It's a wonderful place, a wonderful opportunity to uh, explain and educate the consumer on what it is that they're buying. And you'll find a strong, strong uh, response again, as you did in food. Once people realize that a lot of this, you know, uh, low quality, fast fashion, polyester based clothing is just petroleum based waste, especially if you're passionate about global warming and the environment, which a lot of folks in San Francisco here are, yet they're wearing a polyester mesh that's made in Bangladesh. And that's not going to, Help your cause. So, when people are educated on that, they begin to spend their dollars accordingly. And that's definitely a passion of the, of the clothing coach. We hope to expand worldwide with that.
0: How have you been uh, getting your your clients? Some of our listeners are asking, you know, the, the individuals like yourself that are resilient during these times, how do you go out there and especially for a brand like yours, that's presentation and that one on one touch and all that good stuff? How are you getting clients during these days?
1: Well, you know, our our number one way well my number one way to get clients in the past was really attending a lot of the events and social functions in uh, in San francisco and making an impression uh nonverbally practicing what I preach it was a big way for us to to create and generate clientele here in the area we're very very reliant on word of mouth business so as we continue to increase our you know my, my social media presence online presence we're definitely want to find more ways to reach the masses and reach more people but typically our our Business has been heavily reliant on word of mouth business, on clients being very happy and understanding kind of the unique membership program that we have. Because like I said, the clothing line is, is, is pretty self-explanatory, but it takes a certain mindset and uh, an attitude to be able to take advantage of our membership program. So I'll be the first to tell you if uh, like any coaching program, if you don't come into it with a particular optimism and, and mindset and attitude, you yourself aren't going to be able to benefit from it. So for us, we don't even like to put our names so much out there in general, just only because of those who are truly seeking self-development, self-improvement will find us, and they do find us.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's, that's awesome. What advice do you have, Maggie, for, for those, you know, those uh, entrepreneurs right now? They're like, this is it. I'm going to call it quits. Like what, what, what do you have as far as advice goes to, to let them know that they should keep going on, that they should keep believing in their dream?
1: I can tell you overall the number one thing is you got to have a severe hunger and that can only come from having a desire and a a burning passion that's going to help you reach your goals so you really have to dig deep and tap into and ask yourself why am i doing this why am i trying to accomplish this because often if you hear i'm just trying to get bought out i'm just trying to uh, raise a certain uh, uh, i whatever it is i just want to start a tech company if you're just trying to do what's fashionable remember, it's not about the fashion, it's about the passion. So this is a wonderful opportunity to realize, and these tough times will kind of weed out the folks that are supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. So understand if you have the resilience and passion to maintain through this time, there is no bigger test to continue. So you have to be extremely optimistic in the future and know that things will only get easier from here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of business owners know that they had to make some adjustments going into this year, of course, but the ones that can, you know, kind of pull through, be resilient, are going to be the ones that win for, for the next few years and, and beyond, really. So I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. think what are some of your favorite brands out there? I know your your own brand is, is is probably a favorite, but outside of that, what are some of your favorite brands here in San Francisco?
1: You know, San Francisco, locally, there's, uh, for example, another clothing here, Alza attire is a wonderful uh, small business. Been in business since 1982. Four, I believe, excellent master leather craftsmen make beautiful, beautiful work. Definitely, that's a place that I would encourage our uh, local audience to, to go and check out, support local and small business. Uh, Brightex Fabrics, please, for me, keep them in business, kid. they already downsized downsized significantly. And, and, you know, they have fabrics and quality things that are becoming more and more challenging to find. So um, those are definitely some of the local brand. Uomo is another, and that's, and, and I tell you what, there's folks here that'll think I'm crazy to mention this sort of head on competition, but it's really not competition. And any business that maintains through this is meant to be here. And I strongly urge that you support them.
0: No, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. What sort of as you as you kind of talk to other entrepreneurs that that tell you, "Hey, ID, you're you crazy? Stop this!" Whatever, <laughs> whatever they're telling you, right? What are some of the, the feedback that you give back to them?
1: Well, overall, I, I understood the value of your environment over overall. So I try to uh, surround myself as much as I can around similar and positive mindsets, growth mindsets, as well. Too, if I do encounter someone, uh, you know, that's I don't know. In a sense, sometimes it's it's a reflection of of themselves as well too. When people are are raining on your dreams, it's simply because they've already rained on their own. And so I try to to have a lot of compassion in those in those moments, and that only comes from to other entrepreneurs that are out there and understanding when you that passion is also going to lead to that confidence in your own ability. Because if they could see your vision, then your vision is simply not big enough. Because you want those folks to tell you. It's crazy because if it's not crazy, you're simply not dreaming big enough.
0: i I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I already like surrounding myself with you. That's great because i'm I'm a big positive guy as well. and I think I think I think being positive and being realistic at the same time is is key during these times. But being resilient on top of it all, I think is a very important key factor for for entrepreneurs and business owners, especially like you said, business owners that, you know, really, need that personal touch, need to see clients. And my wife is actually in the in the luxury retail business as well. And that's one of the big things, right? That is is they they want to make sure that they see that client, see how that client's feeling, be able to interact with that client and then, you know, give them things that make them feel based on their personality or based on how they're feeling, make them feel good about themselves in that sense. So, I'm a big believer in that as well. As you're thinking about again your your practice here, I think one of the things that you said is you actually, you know, want you want clients that actually understand and, and want to be coached. Is your goal to, you know, take this kind of nationwide and have that same mantra go go to other locations across? Or is your focus to really be great in, in San Francisco?
1: Well, certainly I'm still focused on being great in San Francisco right now, but you certainly have to have, you know, larger goals and visions. And I definitely do believe that there will come a day where I can pivot my services, not really directly towards clients, but towards the so many talented, and experienced clothiers out there that haven't found a way in the retail industry. And have abandoned it as a career. I hope to be able to attract and, and offer an opportunity to develop their skills as clothing coaches. And I could kind of shift my focus and utilize a lot of my background and expertise in, in developing other clothing coaches to be able to have a clothing coach, San Francisco, Miami, DC, New York, you know, uh, Dubai, wherever it is that we're where needed. We'd like to, to go and, um, Ultimately, uh, that's definitely what I would like to see as a clothing coach, really for every city. And uh, ultimately, here we hope in San Francisco. We'll start with several uh, clothing coaches. You know, we definitely uh, on track to do so, and and look forward to it.
0: That's 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 awesome. Anything I forgot to mention for our listeners, Maggie, that you'd like to make sure that that uh, that they hear just directly from you.
1: Well, if, uh, uh, you know, I'd love for our, our listeners to know, uh, by my Instagram, I do a lovely tip Tuesday where I do raise your gentlemanly IQ and the longevity of your wardrobe every single Tuesday to at the clothing coach, or my personal one is at the dot clothing coach. Also, if they check out our website, clothingcoachsf.com, if we have an audience here in the San Francisco Bay area and beyond the clothing Coach is, uh, licensed to offer an, uh, exclusively a, a, designer Italian shoe for Andre Nicotina you well oh, wow. yes 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 well a uh, well known san francisco legend we're happy to partner with him and right now we have 3 designs on our website that are available for purchase so if and some other items too that we'll be adding and increasing so we would love uh, for uh, the audience to check us out and if you have any questions or want to learn more about the clothing coach to please reach out to us
0: absolutely i'm definitely going to check you guys out and hope our listeners do as well again thank you for your time today and appreciate you taking some time with us and and, and for our listeners really
1: Thank you for having me, Bobby, and the entire uh, Radiant team. I I certainly appreciate you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, Maggie. Thank you much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brick and Mortar Reborn. To find the resources mentioned in this show and detailed show notes, head over to brickandmortarreborn.com.